God we serve. It's, it's time to give, amen? Giving is loving. That's the way we express our love, by giving. Christ gave his son. Now, God gave his son. And now we're going to give our tenth. Amen. What rightfully belongs to him. So that our blessings may continue to flow. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because we are indebted to him. He's not indebted to us. We owe him. He doesn't owe us. Died that we may live. Yet while we were still in our sin. Amen. Amen. So now. Online viewers, you can share in giving, scan QR code, text to give 73256, and enter ZH Family, dollar sign, or go to the giving tab on the church website. And if you have been blessed in any way by this ministry, and I'm quite sure you have been, whichever way the Lord a Holy Spirit leads you to sow, I encourage you to do so, to be blessed. Amen. So, Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to give back what rightfully belongs to you. You said when we are willing and obedient that we would eat the good of the land. Help us to be consistent and faithful in what you asked of us. Because you said, if you love me, obey my command. So, Lord, we just say thank you. That you trust us to do what you've asked to do. We thank you that you're going to open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that we don't have room enough to hold. We thank you, Father, that we walk in 10, 30, and 100 fold return. We thank you that we walk in overflow, Father. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And we thank you that you continue to supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ. So, Father, we say, have your way. We receive your blessings right now by faith. Because we've come this far by faith. Leaning on you. Depending on you. Trusting in your holy word. And we say thank you. And we'll be careful to give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ursus, come forth, please. <laughs>
Wow. Praise God. Will you help me thank God for our worship team, our choir? What a blessing. Thank you, musicians. It's a joy just to hear good music. Some of you are not into music. You might want to know a little music theory here. Basically, Brother Matthew has to split himself to two human beings. And, and it's not easy to do. So he's playing bass, guitar, and playing keyboard, and you have to, to split your thinking and still be able to keep up with the beat. So, that was the most difficult class I took in college. <laughs> I couldn't make myself think more than one person. There is a musician called J.S. Bach. That's what he was famous for. Thank you all for being here this morning. We appreciate all of you in the house and those of you who are online with us. We pray something will be said, done to make all of us a better Christian. Before we take the Holy Communion this morning, I wanted to call your attention to a few realities in the Word of God. And, and I want to encourage you while we are feeding on the Word, prepare your spirit man to receive the Holy Communion. Amen. Amen. Open your Bible to the book of Matthew. Chapter 8, verse number 17. Just one verse for the sake of time. The book again is Matthew, chapter 8, verse 17. Thanks for the atmosphere of worship. We're grateful to our praise worship team. Amen. You keep singing like that. I'm an audition myself. Matthew chapter 8, verse number 17. The Bible says that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet and what did the prophet say he said himself talking about Jesus himself took our what infirmities <laughs> believe it or not you are not permitted to get sick <laughs> I just messed up everybody's religion. <laughs> if he took it, you have no business hanging on to it. Let that soak in. 
he himself is not trying to take it. He already took our infirmities. I can stop and go home. Every time I get sick, I have to remind myself. I say, wait a minute. Son of man, you're missing something. Guess what else he took? Make sure it's in your Bible. He also bear our sicknesses. Those are not the words of your pastor. That's straight from the word of God. Now you see why I don't celebrate sickness. I don't broadcast it. I don't announce it from the pulpit. Because Jesus took it. Pastor, will you please let everybody know my mama is... Ah, no, no. Now you tell your own mama that Jesus took our infirmities. Tell daddy Jesus bore our sicknesses and keep on saying it until daddy receive it. Sometimes you have to say things a little more, more time before people get it, before a light come on. Mark your Bible, that page. Read it to your own self. Yes. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for what you have done for us. Lord, I know sometimes we forget. Sometimes nobody told us. Help us, oh God, to send laborers into our vineyard. Help our soul to comprehend what thus says the Lord. I come against every spirit of infirmity in this house. You have no place here because Jesus took our infirmities. Any form of sickness in the house, I shall notice on you. You're in the wrong place. Let the weak say, I am strong. We cover everyone with the blood of Jesus. It is well. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, How to Receive an Instant Healing. How to Receive an Instant Healing. The two words in that topic is instant and healing. Why are we talking about healing? 
It's very simple. Healing is a part of our redemption. Next to your salvation, the most important thing you can have is your health. You can have a truckload of money if your health fails. You don't have much. Am I right about it? The good news is that over 2,000 years ago, God looked out for you and me. And he took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So we have a right to be healed. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth be told, if healing is a case, that case was settled more than 2,000 years ago. And when a case is settled, that's the end of it. You don't talk about that anymore. That's history is done. Ladies and gentlemen, Isaiah 53 verse 5 emphasizes the fact that by his stripe, you and I are healed. The prophet said, remember, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his strike, we are healed. Am I still in the book? So, in short, when it comes to your healing, when it comes to my healing, it's already done. Isn't that what the choir said in their singing? It's already done. All we need to do, all I'm trying to do with you and me this morning, is to learn to draw what God has already done for you. Okay, pastor, I get it. By his right, we're healed. But why are we talking about that healing being instant. I'm glad you asked. If you find a mother, a mom, with a sick child, and you ask that woman, Ma'am, when do you want your child to be healed? You see? You see, that's a true mother in the house. She screamed, right now. A good mother don't want to wait. Don't want to be seeing her children sick. He said, right now. If you can do anything, do it for me 
right now. Ladies and gentlemen, not only can we learn from our mom, the truth be told in our Bible, which is our roadmap, our blueprint, our guideline. The Bible says is a light onto our pathways. There are many examples in that Bible of people, human beings like you and me, who got sick and they received their healing instantly. Let me remind you some of them so that you know what we are teaching you today is nothing new. The only thing missing is you and I having the courage to receive what God has already done. In the book of Mark, chapter 2, verse 12, you will see the story of a brother that was paralyzed, couldn't walk. But four of his friends, they carried him to Jesus Christ. Am I right about it? When they got there, the house was full. And they climbed up the roof. And tear up the roof. So they can get this sick man in the presence of Jesus Christ. And guess what the scripture says? The Bible said, immediately, Jesus healed him. No months later, no few years later, immediately, instantly. Again, you see another event in the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 42. A man had a sickness called leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he said, Sir, if you will, you can make me whole. And again, Jesus said, I am willing. Pick up your bed and be healed. Guess what happened? Immediately, the man got healed. Again, you see another example in the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse number 44. There you see another story of a woman who had issue of blood. Again, when she touched the hem of his garment, her healing was not delayed. She didn't have to wait several months. She didn't have to go to the therapy. She didn't make appointment for the next one year, going back and forth. Immediately, she was healed. I can go on and on. <laughs> the Bible is written 
Not only in Greek and Hebrew, but in plain English. So you and me have no excuse to be celebrating sicknesses and disease. We don't need to be promoting and advertising sicknesses. What we need to train our spirit man to do is to receive the healing that Jesus has already done for you. In the book of Acts chapter 3, when Peter and John was going to church, they ran into this man who was lame from birth. He was begging for nickels and dime. Am I still in the book? But the preacher said to him, Hey, do silver and gold I don't have. But such as I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus, get up and start walking. Guess what happened to Brother Baba? He got up and he started walking. Hallelujah. I feel like shouting already. Sometimes I just want to go to the hospital and just go from room to room. Get up! In the name of Jesus Christ. I know many of you will say, well, that pastor, his mind don't work right. But right from the word of God, The missing link, ladies and gentlemen, we have not received. So my assignment today is to make sure and pay attention. Because you're looking at somebody who has been attacked emotionally, physically, in many ways. When you are a servant of God, the devil sent strong demons. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm still standing. This blessing is not just for the preacher. This sign shall follow them. Them who? That's what we need to work on today. Ladies and gentlemen, I never will forget there was a gentleman who was crippled. And he's been sitting there by the pool, Bethsaida. That's John chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. For 38 years, waiting for somebody to happen. Can you handle the truth? The Bible says nobody helped him. Every time he's trying to get in the pool, somebody else jumping. Some of us can relate to that. Have you ever applied for a job and somebody sent you a note? Well, we thank you for your application. But somebody else had jumped in the pool. 
I've been there. I've been there. Hallelujah. But Jesus showed up one day and asked him, do you want to be made whole? And I am tempted to ask you the same question. Some people enjoy being sick. Some people enjoy just being there. Just send me a check. I, I don't even want to. I'm tired of working. I'm tired of. No, no, no. Just, I just lie low here. Just send me a check every month. I'll be all right. That's why Jesus. I have to ask him. Do you want to be healed? Somebody here today need to answer that question. You know how the whole thing ended. That day he was made whole. So the question is how do you and I access that healing that God has already done? I'm glad you asked. I will quickly point out what you need to do, what I need to do, what many people, hundreds, thousands. Somebody asked me the other day, say, Pastor Josh. I say, yes, sir. He said, would you mind if I ask you one question? I said, sure, you can ask me. If I know the answer, I'll tell you. If I don't know, I will shoot straight with you. He asked me, say, what part of Africa are you from? And I told him. He said, tell me one thing. Why is it that we are reading about all these miracles in that part of the world? But we don't see the same here in America. Then I have to explain to him, I say, personally, I don't believe the people in third world are more Christian than you are here. I say, but what separates us here from folks who are here in America, we have learned to believe the word of God. We've learned to simply receive what God said. And to be honest with you, many times, the problem in America, you have too many options. So you are struggling. You'll be amazed how many of you have more faith in COVID-19 than God. But in my neck of the wood, where there is no fascination, there are no hospitals. And then somebody show up and say, turn to page so, so, so in the Bible. This is what your God said. Pam will receive. And people are getting healed. Right and left. That's why sometimes I struggle to deal with you. Because in my neck of the wood, for God I live, for God I die. If God don't help me, I don't stand a chance. 
So what do we need to learn to do in this great country to receive our healing? Number one, you have to study the word of God. You have to find out what did God say concerning your health? Does he have a plan regarding your health? Has he said something about your disease, your sicknesses, your infirmities? You need to find out. What did God promise? I am amazed how many Christians or so-called Christian had no clue what God has promised them concerning their health. Ladies and gentlemen, why do I have to study? The book of 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 says, study. That's right, sister. If you're going to make it, if you want to take advantage of the promises of God, you've got to study. But the problem is that you study everything but the word of God. Not only do you need to find out what God said concerning you, point number two, you need to meditate on it. That's right, Pastor. Day and night. The book of First Timothy, chapter 4, verse 15. Apostle Paul was encouraging his, his son in the Lord. He said, you got to meditate on this word. Don't just read it. I've read many books. But to be honest with you, many of it I don't remember. But... On any book that you meditate, it becomes a part of you. You see why we have not received. You'll be surprised. I'm preaching to you now. Many of you, before you get home, you already forget everything. Else. But you will remember that which you meditate upon. The book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8. It said, this book of the law. Don't let depart from your mouth. Meditate upon it. Day and night. That's right, sister. Then it said, be careful to do what it said. <laughs> then. Not before then. Then you will make your way prosper. That's right, prophetess. You will have good success. In my house, God is my witness. You don't have a choice. You must succeed. I love them enough. I said, this is all I know. The word of God said it. You cannot be a failure in this house. 
If you don't like us, you can move to another house. You have my permission. And please change your name. Don't call yourself Dara. Squeeze the juice. You ever, you ever had an, a fresh orange? See, the, the vitamins is in that bold orange. But you have to squeeze it out to get the vitamin from the orange ball into your esophagus. <laughs> oh, I preach myself happy already. <laughs> Take the word of God. Squeeze the juice out of it. Meditate upon it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. It will work for you. Say I got it. Every redemption provision... Is released through revelation. Did you hear what I said? In other words, everything Jesus already done, it will apply to you if you get a revelation of it. So that brings me to the third point. I say you have to study, number one. You have to meditate, number two. And then number three, you have to see it. That's what we meant by revelation. You remember, the word of God said it. In Psalms 119, verse 18. David was praying, he said, open my eyes. That I may see, that I may behold. Wondrous things. That's right, Reverend. In your word. People are going around with their eyes open, but they don't see a thing. You got to be able to see yourself blessed with no dime in your pocket. You got to see. Ah, help me, Holy Spirit. You got to see yourself healed. Here you are, pain in the body. Your flesh is hurting, but your spirit says, Yes, Lord. By your stripe, we are healed. You get a report right and left. Oh, you're not going to make it. Oh, you got only a few days. Oh, this is going down. Your kidney is not working. Your pancreas is not working. Your heart is, they just go on and on and on. As somebody, shut up! With long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. My doctor, I've learned not to come up with all those mess around me. In my good day, 
I may not snap, but I will pick up my bag and leave. Because you are what you eat. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to see ourselves as God sees us. God was demonstrating the importance of this in the book of Genesis chapter 13 verse 14. He literally took Abraham. He said, look up. Can you see anything? Abraham said, I saw the stars. They said, count how many stars you can see. I wonder why God is making him go through that. Because God understood that until you see it, you cannot have it. The problem with many people, we are preaching the word, but we never see what we preach. We are singing the word, but we never see what we sing. And so you see sicknesses in the pulpit, sicknesses in choir style. Sometimes I'll be reading him, they, they make a list. Okay, this one, his leg going down. <laughs> his arm is gone. I, I say, man, Lord, help me. What is going on? This is the choir of the Lord. This is Judah. When you go to war, guess who will put first? The kingdom marines are the people in the choir stand. They never bother to ask me, Pastor, how come you never respond? <laughs> Whose report you gonna believe? Thank God for the doctors. Thank God for the nurses. Thank God for the therapists. But I choose to believe the report of the Lord. And his report says, by his stripe I'm healed. So the problem is not the word of God. The problem is in whom we believe. And nothing wrong when sickness comes. There's something called wear and tear. And some of us make mistakes. You cannot be eating budan every week. And eating cracklings. Oh, I'm going to preach this gospel. <laughs> I was so ignorant, Brother Dickens. We went somewhere in Baton Rouge, tried to do the work of the ministry. We did Judah, folk. Judah, go first. And then we were coming back. All of a sudden, I saw the church bus stopped. You know, being a foreigner, you have to pay attention to everything going on around you. 
So I wasn't sure if somebody wants to go to the bathroom. I wasn't sure, baby, the driver needs to pick something up. Well, I, I, I lie low, I'm just watching the drama. The next thing I know, I notice a truckload of people was coming out of the bus. So in my small mind, I'm thinking, oh, this must be bathroom break. So I sat down on the bus, minding my own business. Then the next year, no, a few minutes later, people were coming by, but they had a little brown bag. <laughs> True story. You know I love choir. I travel with my choir all the time. They're my buddies. So my eyes got wide open. I'm thinking, I know they're not bringing in liquor in front of the preacher. No, I was just processing this. And sure enough, they were nice. They were, they, they were not trying to insult me, so there was no liquor. So now curiosity got me. I want to know what's in the bag. And sure enough, cracklings. The whole bus was full of Lord help me. Lord help me. And I have to I have to find out what is crackling. Then by the time they break it down to my level, then it it reminded me of what we grew up with in Africa. We just fix it differently. But that kind of food was reserved to those who are poor. Poverty is what led me to be eating crackling. So I'm, I'm, I'm now scratching my head. I said, most of you on the bus, you're not poor. <laughs> then they have to explain to me, they said, this ain't no poor. This, this is good stuff. <laughs> oh, help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> But my point is that sometimes we find ourselves sick because of our behavior. Sometimes we don't sleep right. I'm guilty. Sometimes we don't exercise. Sometimes we don't eat right. I mean, it can go on and on. But even in our mistake, if we're willing to repent... God is faithful. God is just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Say amen to that. But one thing God will not do, he will not force his promises upon you until you can see it you are not qualified to have it. Why is that important? Because anything you see, naturally, you will believe. 
Am I right about it? If I ask all of you this morning, what is in my hand? See, somebody shouted here, it's a microphone. Why did she say microphone? Because she can see it. If I start an argument with her and say, this is a piece of wood. This is no microphone. She might get loud on me. She might get an attitude with, do you think I'm blind? I can see with my own eyes. Oh, calm down, sister. Just trying to make sure <laughs> you see. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Anything you see, you believe it. You cannot see something and miss it. You cannot see the truth and still doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, our doubts is proof that we haven't seen what God is saying. So what you want to do, what I'm learning to do is to train my spirit man. And stay in training until you can see yourself as God sees you. Nobody ever doubt what they see. Because once they see it, they believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, one day in my own life, if I may testify, I saw this one verse that I read to you. It took me a long time, but finally I got it. That Jesus had taken away my infirmities. That Jesus I've bore every sickness that can attack my body. Oh. <laughs> it's just like I was telling you about microphone. Once you see it, ain't nobody can talk you out of what you see. Once you see it, it changes your thinking, it changes your understanding, it changes your attitude. What am I trying to tell you? Oh, I wish I had time. You have to understand that Jesus is called the cornerstone. Did you know that? I'm trying to help somebody today. In fact, the Bible says he is the chief cornerstone. Can you handle some understanding? Guess what? Stones don't get sick. Ladies and gentlemen, there were 12 disciples who were hanging out with Jesus for three years, you will not find one single scripture that says, and James got very sick. 
And Philip got COVID. Not one of them. And they were not even the stone. They were just hanging. Ah. They were just around him. Walking tirelessly every day. But they received the revelation. And then eventually you will see how the Lord now called them in the book of First Peter, chapter 2, verse 5. Then Jesus now referred to them, and Peter remembered that. Guess what he called them? You all are now lively stones. Stones don't get sick. You can bang it down, you can try to chip it, you can abuse it, but that stone would never be sick. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, let me give you one more thing. You need to develop expectation. Expectation to be healed. Expectation to be rich. Here you are, you're born in some town. And everybody told you, ain't nobody going to make it in this neighborhood. You can expect to be rich, to be blessed. Your expectation is critical. What is expectation? That's a strong belief that something will happen. Every manifestation of healing is triggered by a man's expectation. That's why Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? Do you expect to be healed? Or do you enjoy just being sick every day? If you don't expect it, you can have it. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 18, put it this way. It says, surely there is an end to everything. Then it said, but your expectation shall not be what? One thing that will make you walk free from any sickness is your expectation. You made up your mind. I will not die of this. You made up, you expected yourself to be out of the hospital. You expected yourself to beat that cancer. You expected yourself that your lung would be fixed again. You expected yourself that you would survive the doggone virus. It is your expectation that will facilitate the end of your struggles. You must have an expectation, folks. 
when it comes to your healing, you must expect yourself to be healed. So from today, in the name of Jesus Christ, every trace of sicknesses in your body, in my body, we put an end to it. Right now! In the name of Jesus Christ. God is a healer. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus with Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good, healing everybody that was. The Lord was with him. That's the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Don't let the devil make you believe everything else more than you believe God. Faith is basically sustained expectation. You've heard about faith. Faith is basically your expectation being sustained. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, you remember, he said, faith is the substance of things hopeful. Let me put it in plain English. Faith is the substance of things you expect. It's the evidence of things you don't see. You don't see it, but you expect it to happen. First John chapter 5 verse 4. He said, faith is not a risk. Faith is the victory. That overcome the whole world. Hallelujah. So don't come to church just to hear good singing. Don't come to church just to hear good preaching. Come to church expecting. Nobody knows like you know. But you can come in here. And say, cancer, I'm through with you. Leukemia, this year, you're out of my body. Expect yourself to be healed. Expect yourself to be blessed. Expect yourself to overcome. The word expectation is recorded in your Bible 55 times. You all are smart people. Just go home, Google. 55 times. And you know something else? It was all in the New Testament. Isn't that something? And you know something else? That word, (laughs) expectation, most of the time is referring to healing and deliverance. So it's up to you. If you want to go home, that's on you. I promise you I'll give you a good home going. No, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I don't care if your last name is Judas. 
I will do my best to honor you and your family. If you don't believe me, check my record. I've been doing this for more than two decades. But the Bible says, why will you die before your time? Ladies and gentlemen, every time you come into his presence, come with expectation. In the realm of the spirit, God's power, God's anointing responds to a believer's expectation. I just don't have enough time. I can walk you through as a lawyer, proving to you, showing you point one, point two, point three, laying it out before the jury. Jesus will say over and over again, according to your faith. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, your expectation is like a magnet. In the realm of the spirit. Your expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Are you listening to me? You will never truly experience great miracles if you don't expect one. If you think you don't need a miracle, you won't get a miracle. An expectation will create an hunger in you. An expectation will drive. You remember that woman with the issue of blood? She said to herself, no preacher told her. Have you noticed that? She said to herself, if I can touch, I know I will be made whole. And no, this ain't no choir singing to her. This ain't no pastor preaching to her. She had an expectation. You remember the man at the gate called Beautiful? <laughs> Amazingly, this, this man, when he was begging for nickels and dimes, when the preacher showed up, the Bible said, the preacher said, look at us. But he didn't just look at them. The Bible said, he looked at them expecting. <laughs> expecting to receive. What is your expectation? I see you in church every week. But do you have an expectation on that child of yours? On the struggles you're going through? Do you have an expectation? Do you believe that God will bring you out? Are you expecting God to bring you out? Remember brother blind Bartimaeus sitting by the side of the road. 
He heard Jesus passing by. All of a sudden, he raised his expectation. Everybody was telling him, hey, dude, shut up. That's right. He got louder. You know why he was loud? He was expecting. There's something about your expectation. Some of you have come with various need this morning. I got to stop. But I beg you, in the precious name of Jesus, expect a miracle. I know everybody will tell you, but everybody's dying. 800,000 have died. You just another number. Expect to survive any virus. Are you listening to me? I know they have data on how many people died of cancer. Expect. Help me, Holy Spirit. Expect. I beg you. If God cannot help you, nobody can help you. Make up your mind. Lord, I'm sorry I got myself in this mess. But you are a God of another chance. I expect to be healed. I expect to be made whole. Raise up your expectation. And the Bible said, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly. Abundantly, above all you can ask, all you can think, according to the power of God. That work in you. Expect yourself to be healed. Expect yourself to be blessed. Expect yourself to come out of struggle. God is able to heal you. God is able to save you. God is able to bless you. God is able to make a way. God is able to bring you out. Stand to your feet. I want us to pray. Maybe you're here. You don't know Jesus. As your Lord and as your Savior. How can you expect from a God you don't even believe. I ask you now in the name of Jesus. Give your heart. Give your life to Jesus Christ. I can tell you, you have far more to gain than to lose. Somebody who served the Lord said, once I was young, now I'm an old man. That's right, sister. See, I'd never see the righteous forsaken. God never will forsake his children. Their seed would never. Hallelujah. 
your seed will never beg for bread. Give your life to Jesus. There comes a time you say, Lord, I don't know how much of this is left in me. I've wasted many precious years. But today I'm coming home. The prodigal son did it. And God wiped off all of his slate. God is ready to receive you. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you. Thank you for the spirit of worship in the house today. Thank you that we have you as our Father. No matter how far we are lost, we can always come back home. Holy Spirit, we ask for forgiveness for every mistake, for every unbelief, for every failure to pay attention to your word. Lord, please, sir, have mercy. Create in us a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within us. Our spirit to worship you. Our spirit to believe your word. Our spirit not to accept fear and anxiety in our lives. Somebody is here this morning expecting to be healed. We terminate every assignment of the devil against you against your children, against your household. Everything the devil is trying to send to your house, the devil will not know your address in the name of Jesus Christ. We cancel out every plan of attack of the devil against your children. They shall not prosper. Plead the blood of Jesus over your life, over your home, over your children, over your job. The blood of Jesus, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus over your health, the blood of Jesus over your finances, the blood of Jesus over your marriage, the blood, the blood, the blood over your life. No weapon form of fashion against you it shall not prosper every tongue that rise up against you and your family I put them under the judgment of almighty God you shall live and not die in the precious name of Jesus Lord I pray that you will send laborers to the vineyard of everyone that has not accepted you as their Lord, as their Savior. Send laborers into the life of everyone that have backslide. And I hear the Spirit say, Lord, I'm coming home. Let this house 
be a holy ground unto you. Let this house be a hospital where people will come and receive their healing. Let this house be a place, a tabernacle where miracles, signs and wonder will be taking place. We receive it by faith. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. That amen is still under construction. Give God your loudest amen. amen. It is so. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. The choir is coming. Thank God for our deacons, our ministers. Thank you, Deaconesses, for preparing the table. Let's receive the Holy Communion. Deacons, you all look really good today. I like those ties. To the glory of God. Amen.
Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it talks about, I think, 25. It talks about this cup is the New Testament. And it goes on and say the blood. Then it goes on and tells us as often as we do this, do it in remembrance. He say me. But I'm telling you, do it in his remembrance of him. Listen to what he said. Do it in remembrance of him. You got to know where he was. This is before the crucifixion of Jesus. So he's talking to his disciples. If anybody knows the disciples have witnessed the miracles of Jesus Christ, they will remember the deliverance of Jesus Christ. He's telling them to remember all that they have witnessed of this wonderful miracles, the deliverance. Jesus telling us to remember of the miracles he have done and also the, the miracles that he's willing to do. Remember that he is a healer. He is a deliverer. So often we as believers can forget this person that actually is here for all sins, for the embitterment of all lives. He says in his blood, as often as we do this, we do this in remembrance of him. Not only of just of his crucifixion and his resurrection, but we do this in knowing that he wants us to dominate this earth as believers. 
As pastor say, see yourself as God see you. Because when he see you, he do see the blood. <laughs> ah, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. Hallelujah. You just worked a miracle for me. This past week, Lord, I thank you. <laughs> Lord, you know my soul was troubled. But because of your mercy, because of your grace, you saw fit, Lord God, to have pity and compassion upon me and so Lord I thank you and I give you thanks and we give you praise and there's others in here Lord God that's suffering within their soul Lord the same pity the same mercy Lord God I ask you that you show me Lord I pray that you show them because you are a loving and forgiving God what should separate us hallelujah nothing from your love Lord and we thank you and Lord we be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus name we pray amen let's eat hallelujah thank you Lord let's drink We do all this by faith. Hallelujah. All by faith. Something so simple, but so powerful. <laughs> Hallelujah. This concludes our worship service. I pray that your week be a blessed week. I pray that God's grace and mercy will follow you all the days of your life until we meet again. Amen. God bless you. All new members, please meet the pastor and his wife up here, please.
Y'all got it. Come on, say, my hallelujah. From the bottom of your heart, lift your voice. My hallelujah. Come on. 